welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. Wink, wink. Oh. <laughs> I'm your oh. lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined as always by my ultimate OTP, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Legui. Hi, loves. Uh, hi. Hey. hey. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Sonia. What? What's, what's OTP mean? It's, it's, it means one true pairing. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Okay. It's yeah. a thing oh. nerds online do. Thank you. Thank not, you. Yeah. Not that I would know. <laughs> you looked it up for the show. Yeah. You looked it up for the show. Research. Yeah. Uh, this week, in honor of the totally pure and not at all commercialistic holiday that is Valentine's Day, we're talking about on-screen couples. The good, the bad, and the toxic. As always, Ooh. a full spoiler alert is in full effect. You just may find out that, at least according to the Mythbusters, both Jack and Rose could have fit on the door. But would they really have worked out in the long term? Hmm. So, gentlemen, how in general do you feel about how movies and TV depict couplehood? Uh, Sean, do you want to go first before I bring this whole thing down? Oh, no. Wow, okay. Um, I feel like it is very... The couples that we're seeing, we're seeing at a very slim pie slice of time in their life. And I feel like, you know, you you catch that that little slice of time you were alluding to that earlier. And everyone can look like it's just like very passionate. But, you know, it might not. It doesn't really last. Like Kurt, Kurt Cobain and Courtney, they only dated for like nine months or something. It's a very short, like, but it was the relationship heard around the world because it, uh, you know, things went wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things, things did go wrong. So this uh, is what I, I mean. About, think... It's like Jack and Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's true. Uh, I do feel like there's all like infinite depictions of either the get together or the breakup. Mm. The get together being the most prominent, even like, uh, like. I don't know, like movies where it's not necessary, it does get shoehorned in yeah. constant. Like it's, it's it like, you know, people do it all the time. We barely even notice it. Um, but the, the in-between is way more work. Yeah. And that's probably why they don't show it. Like that's, that's no one wants to see like people working out a marriage argument. You don't think good screen. television is just people communicating uh, very thoroughly and intimately. <laughs> yeah, like openly no. and vulnerably communicating their needs and wants. Yeah, like 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 if we take any example, let's just take one out of the air called Bridgerton. Like if they just communicated normally, there's no show. <sighs> Truly. Like literally. Like if they if someone if either one of them just said how they felt, yeah. kind of, like the entire show falls apart and becomes a 30-minute like hangout session. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So, I like, think I yeah. I think that's my that's my issue as well. Is just that it's all about the falling in love. It's not about what that like meaningful relationship actually takes and is in the long term. Mm-hmm. And if it is, it's like a montage, you know. And then maybe yeah. they break up. I I think there are. Uh, what's the Judd Apatow one about Paul Rudd? Oh, and this Liz is forty. Yeah, like that that mm-hmm. one shows the in-between, right? And like there's conflict and mm-hmm. resolution and everything, but it's just not that typical. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not that it never yeah. happens, but I feel like it rarely happens. Like, yeah. if, if, if you were an alien trying to learn about human relationships and all you had was TV and movies, I don't know that it would fully capture it. Yeah. Oh, those poor aliens. <laughs> They'd be so confused. They couldn't have Galaxy they could Quest all over again. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Who are some of your favorite couples on film? The ones we like. Sean, you want to get us started here? Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you guys started with someone. Uh, let's get fired up. Let's get real fired up. This is from a movie called Overboard from 1987. Oh yeah. Um, it's a Gary Marshall directed film, uh, and it stars Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell in one of the three, I think, films where they ap- appear together, and. Mm-hmm. It is like, it's just something I watched a lot when I was a kid. It is so good. Um, Goldie Hawn plays a rich, like, heiress who gets Kurt Russell to try to build her a closet on her boat, on her yacht. They have a disagreement. She throws his uh, tools overboard and then him. And then she tragically falls into the ocean and gets amnesia. Also, the script is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- how, how does this happen? She falls into the ocean, gets amnesia. He decides to claim her and to make her work off her debt by being his housewife to his three sons uh, in their, uh, you know, poor life. And she eventually, she's overwhelmed, but she eventually makes it work and begins to love them. And they have a great little family. And yeah, it's a... A very creepy premise, for yeah. sure. Um, and, you know, not really a great film, but Kurt and Goldie just, like, have the most genuine connection. And they just make it really fun. Yeah. And also you I get agree. to see yeah. Goldie be a real cold, cold heiress rich lady at the beginning. Uh, and, like, she kind of has her two characters, right? Like, like. And well, three almost with the development of the two. Yeah. But uh, her at the start of that movie, and like their relationship, and they hate each other so much. Like, like they're so good at just like visually showing us that like I really don't like this individual. I was gonna say a choice word there, but I didn't <laughs> anyway. But like, uh, they like it's just such a good performance, and it's so fun, and like you kind of like. The, the journey for on both of their ends of sort of like, oh, I'm going to get my payback this way through my little scheme. And like he slowly like gets chiseled away and you find out he's working extra to support his family and like all these these different sort of elements of it. It's still very creep. I think we need to ask yeah. overboard just because it's it's a uh, that like that's an abduction. There's, yeah, there's some uh, consent so... stuff there. <laughs> yeah, but also Goldie's uh, husband. He knew that she was in this situation the whole time. He's yeah, a, that's true. He's a bad. He's a bad dude too. He's just off partying on the yacht with her inheritance money and a bunch of models. Also, there's a line in this film that I'll never forget as long as I live, which is um, Edward Herrmann asking a model. He's like, "And what's your name?" And she's like, "Tofuti Klein," <laughs> which is the strangest name in the world, but. That's I'll really be saying funny. that on my deathbed. <laughs> Sean's last words. 
Um, when I, I instead of muttering like, rosebud. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring this up later, but I feel like this is a really common trope actually in movie romance is the like enemies to lovers or they hate each other. And then actually that's an indication of their true passion for one another. Do you guys feel like that's something that happens that often in real life? Uh, it happens uh, in every Hallmark movie that we that we watch. <laughs> yes. Where you're like, and like honestly, so many movies, but like this guy won't carry my luggage into the hotel. He's a jerk, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I think I literally uh, put that in our in our holiday movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this has happened to me more than a few times. You used to hate Ellen. No, not me. Like like not to me, but like. In did she throw your tools off of a boat? She did. Yeah. Well, actually, no, no, I did. Yeah, I was the I was the rich one in the two piece, and she was coming to no. Um, but but uh, no, I have quite a few like friends and relationships, coworkers, and like uh, in high school we had a uh, English teacher. Uh, shout out to Mr. Arn, teacher of the show. Um, but uh, he uh, he always used to say that the opposite of love is indifference. Mm. Right, he definitely like that, wrote like that, that's yeah. The, yeah, he told yeah, me. Mr. Arndt. Uh, <laughs> very nice quote, Mr. Arndt. <laughs> no, no, he, uh, I can't remember it, but he cited his work. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's more often, I, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, I know 20 people who hated each other first. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. That's hot. I feel it's, like that's uh, high. I mean, probably. Maybe it's a moose jaw thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe everyone in Musha just is quite prickly. It's a real mm-hmm. adversarial town. Um, <laughs> yeah. One that I would like to talk about, I realized that a lot of mine are actually from TV shows. And I feel like yeah. part of that is that there's kind of that scope and time for a relationship to develop more than just like in an hour and a half or two hours. Um, but mine that I'm going to start with is um, Nick Miller and Jessica Day from New Girl. It's It has some elements of an annoying will-they-won't-they they plot device, but I feel like it's kind of a nice representation of how two very different people can kind of come together and bring out the best in each other and, like, you know, teach each other something about life. And, I don't know, they're also just really cute together. Mm-hmm. So that's one of mine. What? Who else do we like? Um, uh, who is the what? Who is who is the person that she hooked up with? I feel like I watched like one episode and I knew she was in a house with like four people. Um, Nick, her, it's, he's like the the most man child of the roommates. I would say. Yeah, okay, I, would, I think I, I would know. say that's a that's Not, an understatement. Uh, I would say yeah. my favorite one is. Schmidt? The, the Max Greenfield character, yeah. Yeah, Schmidt. Schmidt is obviously yeah. very Honestly, hilarious. Schmidt and Cece are also very cute. Yeah. I I think that all the relationships in New Girl kind of go on, like, a bit of a, a like, a huge tangent mm. where they're, like, if it's hard, it's, like, this, like, world-altering hard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If wow. That. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Like, doesn't at what like doesn't Cece go to Tibet at one point? Does that happen? India, I think. Okay, but that does she does like go to a monastery or something? I can't remember. Yeah, it gets it gets. I remember thinking that it was a bit much. Mm, that's uh, fair. I still yeah, I still really like the like core relationship, and I like Nick Miller learning from Jessica Day 
like how to function is still the funniest thing like yeah. ever because they're both children but different kinds of children exactly anyway, it's still and I like it because i think there is kind of a thing where like there are some expectations that like a woman will just be a man's free therapist and sort of be the one to like teach him life skills that society never expected him to have but i feel like with nick and jess she does set some boundaries and kind of like expect him to do some of the work himself like she'll kind of say mm-hmm. like this is what you need this is where you need to be at and he in his sweet Nick Miller way, will eventually get there. Um, usually <laughs> the wrong way, but, like, he gets there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I find those two very endearing. Uh, um, twice twice, twice a week in the morning when I wake up, I think of, in my head, I don't wash a towel. A towel washes me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, I relate to Nick on a certain level, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to mention that in promising, in promising Young women, Woman, there is a lot of men cast that are like very nice guy like hollywood nice guys mm. because like they do some pretty horrible things in that film but yeah mm. one of them is max greenfield and he plays i i was just like kind of laughing because he plays like a kind of psychotic misogynist like bro but it was like i it just feel, <laughs> it's very like him just doing a character which i guess is what acting is but <laughs> It was just really funny to see him in that in that scenario. Yeah, totally. Okay, nice. who else do we like? Uh, I, I want to talk about one of... I watched this this week. Mm. Uh, it's probably one of the best love B-plots that has ever existed. And I think it's because I, I just want more and I'm not going to get it. Anyway, uh, some time ago, a little movie was made called Na- Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and... And while uh-huh. Napoleon was going about his day and living his life, a young man named Kip was chatting online with babes all day. And the love story that is Kip and LaFonda is something that is so crazy, but also like a very telling sort of thing about how the internet is now. <laughs> yeah. And like how... like. There, like a lot of comedians have talked about how it makes so much more sense to find someone online because you can like be very accurate in things you're looking for and not looking for and mm-hmm. find somebody. And uh, honestly, I I do think it's just kind of beautiful. <laughs> the, <laughs> the way that like like I mean the way he dresses and stuff at the end is kind of insane. But uh, like other than that, like this whole idea of like you know him finding her and then them coming together and the whole time you kind of think he's being catfished uh but in the end they get married and uh you know like what what the rest of their journey is like i don't know but i would god, love to I, know. I just oh my god it'd be crazy um but uh yeah it's nuts that's a good so one. nuts where's yeah. the sequel john yeah where's the sequel john Peter? you cowards does, does this get explored in the cartoon there's a cartoon what? yeah Jeremy, you're ridiculous. What are you talking about? <laughs> I say uh... you're a ridiculous person for suggesting that. I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's a it's it's a thing, but I just don't know. I haven't watched it. I think you invented it. I don't think anyone's watched it, Jeremy. <laughs> Sean? <laughs> Sean, you... say, give oh, the old no. screen share to the group here so that they can see the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon series. Wow. Which I don't real. understand why. 
Why do you guys think I? Why do you think I would lie to you like this? Because it uh, seems implausible. Oh man, this this artwork. <laughs> yes, that's a bit rough. That's tough. It's tough to be an actor like... and then have someone draw draw a a cartoon of you. Yeah, yeah. listeners, check out uh, uh, on Google Images Napoleon Dynamite cartoon to see what we're seeing. It won't load for some reason, but it's still there. I've been vindicated. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sean, uh, uh, yeah. Who else do you like? Well, okay. I wouldn't say that I exactly like them, but I feel like they are popular. And if you're thinking of a TV, uh, like a an on-screen couple, you probably think of um, I was gonna. I don't remember their names. Allie and Noah from The Notebook. Oh yeah. Two thousand and four is The Notebook. Written by heard Nicholas Sparks. Ever heard I, of it? It's actually, I'm legally required to make that joke every episode. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why it always happens. Um, okay, but do starring we Ryan like Gosling, starring Rachel McAdams. No, there's no. Like I watched it recently. They are very physically and emotionally abusive to each other. Yeah. She yeah. really slaps him around a few times, and it's yeah. like Allison. I know you're overcome with emotion, but you can't be laying hands on someone in adulthood like this. It's just not the way it's settled. And uh, and Ryan Gosling, from the moment we meet him, he threatens suicide, basically, unless until she goes out with him. He just climbs up a Ferris wheel and hangs until she's like, oh, God, fine, I, I will, I'll go out with you. Um, and how horrifying is that? Quite. But... It's like really everyone's like, yeah, this is so romantic. Like I want someone to to hold a a sharp tool near their head until I go out with them. Like how how romantic. Um, well, and then he renovates the house and waits for her, and then they die in the bed yeah. together. Spoiler alert! I think well, it's yeah. the all encompassingness of it. I it's think a so very too. much yeah. It is their whole journey. Mm-hmm. Which is fraught, very fraught. But yeah, it ends, you're right, with them in a Alzheimer uh, stronghold. And, <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> things really happen to them. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really sad. I don't know sad. why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> oh, it That's because it was hilarious. It's really sad. <laughs> um, I, I've often wondered with the notebook if it would still hold the same, like if all of the before stuff was different mm. if it would still hold the same status that it does. Cause I think that people were blown away by like the discovery of the journey, right? Like that would like, that was the whole, the whole thing. It's I us. Think, I don't know. It's us. But, but, um, <laughs> um, I do feel that this comes head to head with, uh, two characters that we have talked about on this show before, which is Francesca and Robert from the bridges of Madison County, which still like, like I, everyone, every few months I'm reminded of how good that movie was. And I knew like, I thought it was kind of boring when I was younger, but when we watched it for March Merrill madness of last last year. Yes. Thank you. Um, No, wait, two two years ago. ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Time flies. Um, it, it like it's just so good. Like yeah. the portrayal of them is so, and it's so heartbreaking. 
because you know it's going to happen, right? Like, like the whole, but um, like that is a real relationship almost, right? Like it's crazy, but like holy cow, like they just, it's so good. Well, and the way that like ultimately they make the unselfish decision, like she makes mm-hmm. the decision to keep her family together. Um, but oh, when she's in that truck. And I she's was just like, going to say, out. when she is soaking wet in that truck and she's like, should I just throw it all away? Leave my, yeah. leave my silent, weird family behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I would have supported her. I have uh, a case yeah. that I would like to bring. Oh, sorry. Unless we're not done talking about that. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. No, present I have a case your case, like to, counselor. to bring to the docket um, for us to review. Uh, I rewatched this last night, actually. A little film mm-hmm. called When Harry Met Sally. Oh, uh, yes. Now, on my list, too. I, it is a classic, and I was kind of expecting, because mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in uh, probably a couple years, few years. Um I was kind of expecting to find it really dated and that I would think their relationship was kind of toxic because, you know, he says a lot of stuff about women in that movie. Um, And that's true. But ah, it's so charming. Like, it it really, truly holds up. That movie really holds up. And just the way that they come to know each other so well and that that is kind of the the foundation of their love for each other is like they love the things about each other that would drive other people insane and Mm -hmm. that to me i it really gets me and also i love the interstitials with the couples um i did used to think that those were real couples for a very long time um but also one of my favorite lines ever is when one of those couples is talking and the wife goes I knew the way you know about a good melon. I love that line. <laughs> so, okay, what do you guys think about Harry and Sally? Uh, I, I think it's a movie about how people, like, figure out how they get together. Like, I, I think that there's not a ton of movies about, like, people realizing that they're into somebody. They're just already into that person. and um, But making it work is so much fun. And... The, the the intersection of Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron is so strong. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's just, like, I, I think in, like, a hundred years, it'll still be very relevant. Yeah. Because of the way that, like, unless that changes drastically, like, the way people interact with people. But um, it's it's great. It does yeah. have very strong Ryan Fron energy. Um, I, it <laughs> is a very, there's not a lot of films about people that know each other for years and then just kind of being like, what is this? Is this what's happening? And then like, just kind of these missed communications, this missed readings. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. as you were saying, people meet, they fall extremely head over heels. Uh, and it's just really intense, but there's not any sort of this like reckoning with how I feel or like sorting through feelings or anything like that. Um, yeah, and so it's it's one of the few that do that. It's very interesting. Yeah. Something that struck me watching it last night is that there are a lot of moments that I think, and, and the performances are also really good. Meg Ryan especially, I was mm-hmm. like, she's enchanting me right now. Like, 
I I don't know. I forgot how good she can be, I guess. Like, she's so cute um, and neurotic and, like, impossible and mm-hmm. it's such a good character. But there are all these moments where they really are – you can see that they're kind of on the cusp of realizing how they feel or admitting to themselves how they feel about the other one. And it's, like, this chasm of vulnerability and then one of them pulls back or the other one pulls back. And to me, that just, like – I don't know. I feel like that captures something very real about how scary it is to like be in love with someone, you know, like or like tell a friend you're in love with them. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I also just love Carrie Fisher, how she's like in that relationship with the married man. And every time she's like, he's never going to leave her. And then the other person will be like, no, everyone thinks that. And she's like, you're right. You're right. I know you're right. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, yeah, we've all been that person at some point in our lives. You know, right, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe. I don't don't think. Not a lot of married, married people have crossed my path, but. (laughs) <laughs> not specifically that but just like you know when you know you're yeah. deluding yourself i see married people every day um <laughs> <laughs> i i tell married people i love them every day it's a it's a plague um <laughs> uh really really quick before we break do you guys prefer billy and meg or tom and meg <gasps> you know that's hard for me jerry I, know. I have to go I Tom think, and Meg, of course. I yeah, think I, I think I have too, to go yeah. Tom and Meg as well. I'm okay, okay. I was just, I was just checking. No, Billy, I don't write in. Insightful. Don't call in, Billy, please. <laughs> we still love you, Billy. Billy, to me, is a very unlikely romantic lead, but he, yeah. he works in that movie. But he do, I, it does, yeah, and yeah, and I think like City Slickers, he does good in, but like he's that's not really romantic at all. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen At it, all. Actually. <gasps> it's on the list. It's on the list, Jer. Okay, what? well, we're going to give Jer a minute to recover. Um, it's <gasps> time now for us to take a quick break. So go share a milkshake with your sweetheart and doodle their name on your notebook in a giant heart. We'll be right back with more spoiler alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to be talking more TV and movie couples in just a minute. But first, um, do you lover boys know what time it is? Or I never keep a watch it's, on. It's game time. Oh! <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was laughing and then I forgot what to say. Um, I guess. There we go. Thank you. Yes. Uh, the game is where I spend. You guys, this is probably the most trouble I've had. Oh, no. Finding a title for the game. Um, I think half of it is because a lot of prominent couples we just know about, mm. even if we don't know a ton about, we kind of know. And we've been playing the game for three years. So, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we've been playing this been, game for, we've guessed yeah, 150 films. There's something like that. Yeah. Um, so for those who aren't familiar, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend quite a bit of time this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. Sean and Sonia, are you guys ready to play the game? I am so ready. Yes. Here we go. This week's title is Out of Sight. That title again, Out of Sight. Out of Sight. Out of Sight. Out of Sight. Okay. okay, I think well, this movie... Oh, sorry, Sean. I really no, went I, for it this week. You, you, you go. Um, I think that this movie is about a woman 
I'm going to say played by Minnie Driver because I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And she starts having these dreams where this man, who she's never met before in real life, um, starts appearing to her in dreams. And she, like, develops a relationship with this man. Um, and she kind of is, like, falling in love with him. And she sort of thinks she's going crazy. While this is happening, she keeps having this sense as she's going throughout her day that there's, like, someone with her. Like, you know, there's kind of an eerie presence. And eventually, she realizes <laughs> that her shadow is the shape of a man. And that she <laughs> How does has she tell fallen that? in love with her own shadow. <laughs> who, one could say, is mostly out of sight. <laughs> Wow. Dang. Do they do they bad. consummate anything? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they do. They do a little, and it's pretty weird. A little shadow play. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. That's what it's wow. about. Wow. Okay. Well, that's wow, a horror thank movie. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, so okay. I believe that Out of Sight is about a couple um, played by, um, I'm so sorry, Gina Davis is the lady. And who is the man that plays the fly? Uh. (laughs) I can never remember his name. I don't know. You must, Uh, Jeremy, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know his name. It's, It's on the tip of my tongue. He, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh! Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he, uh, and he is the, the main character, and he has a very terrible memory. Um, and Gina Davis is, like, really in love with him, but she's finding that any time that she leaves him for too long, like, when she's out of sight, <laughs> he just doesn't remember her anymore. So all oh, the good my. work she does, all the good work she does, like, when they're hanging out, when she sees him again, he's just like... I'm sorry, who? And so she devises a madcap way to, like, keep her photo in his wallet. She keeps showing up everywhere he's going. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's it's quite the caper. And um, uh, eventually he gets, yeah. his brain injury is uh, cured. And they this look happily ever uh, after. This, yeah, this is 51st Dates. Yeah, so. I was like, that's... Okay, halfway yeah. through, I realized it was 51st Dates, but... <laughs> What am I supposed to do? Okay, there's, okay, that's fine. There's only a few just, ideas in Hollywood. Okay, that's true. Just, just, just as long as we put those footnets down, I think we're okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that both of you are wrong in uh, every way, shape, or form, uh, and that's kind of exciting. Just because I really forgot about this movie, and I haven't seen it in a long time, and I think it was really good, but I can't remember. Um, so let me, let me just throw down the cast for Out of Sight here. Uh, so the the leading couple in the film is of course uh, one George Clooney and one Jennifer Lopez, uh, and uh, they are they are steamy from what I recall. Um, but uh, it also has Ving Rhames, Don Cheadle, Steve Zahn, Dennis Farina, and Albert Brooks. Um, so it's it's a loaded cast is from 1998. Uh, it's a Steven Soderbergh, and it sort of lays the groundwork for the Oceans movies. Oh. Um, but uh, George Clooney plays a thief who is escaping from jail, and Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez, uh, <laughs> is <laughs> that's what happens. 
That's the sound that happens when I say that name and read U.S. Marshal. Uh, so anyway, she, uh, she plays a U.S. Marshal in pursuit of him, but uh, they like they meet in a trunk. Like he's being snuck out of this trunk, and she gets put in the trunk as like a captive, and that's where they meet. And uh, they kind of like hit it off, and he tells her he's going to steal a bunch of diamonds, and she's debating about whether or not she should stop him. And it's just this kind of interesting uh, play. Anyway, you should check it out because it's pretty. It's from what I recall, it's pretty good. They fell in punch um, trunk love. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for playing the game. Thank Thanks you, you for playing the game. Out of sight, and you should all go watch it. Sounds fun. All right, well, let's get back to talking about couples on screen. Now, listen, we talked about the ones we like, even though we spent a bunch of it talking about ones we didn't like. Who are our least favorite couples on screen? Uh, I, I think I, I'm going to put them in the dislike column, okay. but I don't know if I dislike them. I don't think they're a believable couple. And the entire time it's been going on, I don't know why they are at the tip of the pyramid that they are. But Ross and Rachel yeah. have never made sense to me. Oh, like, like I just, yeah. I just don't get it. Like, I really, like, maybe there's, I mean, they've kind of tried to show us the past, like, and what made it work or whatever. But um, it, it's just sort of a thing that is, like, a key part of Friends that is so missable to me. And whenever uh, wife of the show, Ellen rewatches friends, she starts from where Chandler and Monica get together. Mm. Cause, Cause that's way more believable. Oh yeah. Right. Like, like that's like that, like, and maybe it's just like we said, the time, like it, it happens so naturally and like logically, but um, I don't get it. Honestly, also like of six friends, you know, there's three of us here. We get three other people. Two, we all fall in love. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. These yeah. are friends. I, yeah, I don't know. That's yes. the thing. I mean, and also Ross sucks. Like, Ross sucks so much. I He might be my most hated TV character. He's so annoying. Really? I just, he's awful. Honestly, he's awful. He treats people terribly. He's selfish. He's annoying. He's pompous. Like, I can't with him. And Rachel's honestly not an amazing human either a lot of the time, I think. But I feel like but this I think is the she's epitome of a, a show just using... Definitely she's better than Ross. I think this is the epitome of like the show using will they, won't they as a plot device. Like It's like they ran out of ideas, so they just have to have that as the thing that's going to keep people coming back. But, but I mean, like, the... Because the start of Friends was Ross and Rachel, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that that was, like, the first few seasons, that's what it was all really about. Um, it was all kind of exhausting, I think. Uh, and then, I can't even remember how they got together again. And then, is Ross the father of the child? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is and all... And he's really mad that his wife is a lesbian. Because, you know, if someone you love discovers their true self, you should definitely hold that as a grudge against them for their entire life. Just saying. I get it. It yeah. sounds painful, but, like, move on, but sir. But then he also bought yeah. a monkey, so, like, he's something still not, <laughs> exactly. not like, right with him. There, there, are, there are young individuals listening to the show 
And like right now they're asking themselves, does this show take place in space? Like what is the, the, the happening of this? And uh, we all just thought this was normal. Apparently Gen Z loves friends though, so I don't know. Man, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I I read someone's but, take that Gen Z likes friends because they like they like the aspect of six friends all just like meeting up and hanging out together because it's not really the experience of a Gen Z kid. And I think that's really a bummer. But honestly, Gen Z, feel better that you're not friends with Chandler and like Ross. Yeah. These people suck. Joey and Phoebe, that's fine. The rest of I would them. hang out I would hang out with Joey and Phoebe, no problem. Uh, I see no, I I think Monica and Chandler are okay. Mm. But again, given the time, right? They're both like these weird kinds of crazy that eventually like mm-hmm. either equal out or level out like yeah. one of the like the cleaning thing, right? Yeah. You can't keep it up forever. And then Chandler actually having to deal with his like horrible life is interesting. His horrible life, I'll put it in quotes. But like a big part of his character is that his dad is a drag queen. And like at some point like it's still your dad. He's still very supportive. Yeah. Like it like in like I I always contrasted it with the birdcage because, like, that's a much more, like, real feeling towards what would actually happen, mm. right? Like, it's a very similar situation. I mean, It's yeah, a very different thing. That show but... has problems. We should do oh, a Friends certainly. episode, honestly. Let's do that sometime. Okay. But, yeah, if Chandler oh, was cool, oh. he could have been the kid from the birdcage. But instead, exactly. he's true. psychotic. He's yeah. Miss Chandler Bong. Um... And dragging, dragging poor Kathleen Turner into this mess, too. So, <laughs> Sean, who's one of your least favorite? Um, okay, well, I guess I mentioned The Notebook. Um, mm-hmm. I also... Uh, the Dirty Dancing Couple, Baby and Johnny. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that they, like that's another couple that you think of. You're like, this is the epitome of romance. It's hot. It's sexy. And, you know, that's kind of weird, too. Baby, baby's a, like, yeah, baby's rich. She's a rich teen. Um, And so I guess she has a bit of a power dynamic in some ways. But Johnny's, like, 45, from what I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, he's a great dancer. But there's only... (laughs) But is that enough? (laughs) But is that, well, that, yeah, he can lift you in the air. But for how long, baby? <laughs> I'm googling how old they are. Oh, I'm scared to know. Um, should I'll I'll give mine. But I I did watch a uh, oh. I did watch the how it was um or like movies that that made us the episode about mm. Dirty Dancing was very interesting, and I love just seeing the the behind the scenes of like how close these films came from just never happening. Like at one point mm. they, they were fully like burn the celluloid, collect the insurance. Like, it's actually a, a terrible mess. And it's just so... Like, to think of how many other films just, like, got squished under this, like... Uh, the Hollywood wheel is really crazy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It is. Uh, in the film, Johnny is supposed to be 24. We can all believe that. Mm-hmm. And B- Baby is supposed to be 18. So... So, like, still uh, not... I would say still not really okay, but... Mm, technically legal yeah, like, 
I mean, like they they should give it a go, but they should seek counseling from somebody once you know once a week just to check in. <laughs> just to ch- just to check in. Like Maybe. definitely go okay. full full stop full bore ahead, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I found this list much easier to make than the list of ones that I love, which oh. is kind of sad. Um, but one, the top of my list, the first one that came to mind was Carrie and Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. Hey. Speak of toxic and toxic. Like, they deserve <laughs> each other, frankly, because she's such a bad friend. And that strikes me every time I watch that show. Um and should never have done that to Aiden, but he is also the worst. And just as a, as a combination, just so rich, so entitled, so rude, and I just can't with them. Do you guys agree? Will you be watching the the reboot, Sonia? Well, without Kim, is there any point really? I saw a tweet that was like they should have a different actress play uh, Samantha in every episode, and I think that's the oh, okay. best idea possible. Yeah, just hold like without even referencing I, it. Hold up, is this is this show coming back with the people that were on the show? This show is coming back with all of the original cast except for um, Kim Cattrall. For Kim Cattrall, yeah, because she's saying, like, yeah, she realizes what she. She's well, her doing. and uh, what's her face don't get along. SJP. Really? Yeah, the long time feud. Oh my god, I know nothing about this. I'll resume my side. I don't know anything about the feud, but I am on Kim's side, so. (laughs) (laughs) I know zero things about it, but I support Kim. (laughs) But my banner is 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 flying high. (laughs) Um can I say one that I think might be controversial? Mostly will probably make Jeremy mad. Yeah. I think I can top your controversial, but we'll see. Han and Leia. Uh it's it's not great. Mm. especially with the new stuff like they oh, like yeah. yeah like like it's it's definitely not healthy for sure the um, new stuff they're on my list yeah i feel like that's where they're the most healthy is well i mean cuz they they're separated yeah, and... like they made the adult choice they're like communicating <laughs> well, about raising their freaky son they're they're separated <laughs> i think i think they're uh, very adult <laughs> No, I think that they've just realized what they've... I think that that's the hindsight phase. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, he's an adult with a lightsaber and an army. Like, this is not good. We <laughs> now did not he's do got good. a lightsaber. Yeah. Like, we need we to talk about... When he was 10. <laughs> we need to talk about whatever... Kylo. Ben. Ben. <laughs> you gotta talk about Ben. Uh, I don't know if this counts. I've got quite a few on my list mm-hmm. that are definitely not couples. But I think they're couples. Okay. Oh. And the one that I want to talk about is the one that I think just needs to flip the switch mm. and go all the way and show what a healthy couple could be, even with all of the stuff around it. And that's Bert and Ernie. <gasps> Yay! Y'all. I'm so glad you said R- it. Right? Like, I mean, like, it, like it's, 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 like, it doesn't have, like, they don't have to, like, have a, a coming out or, like, it can just be like, okay, now they are. You know, like, like, well, well, you know, I, I know that they're just supposed to be friends. It's very, they make it clear, but like, they don't have to say it every time they're in their apartment. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. like endless. no homo, basically. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Like they both are gainfully so, employed. They can afford to live by themselves if they choose. And yeah, yes, and, and yeah, like, like, like I have not taken a bath for. <laughs> Whoa, this guy. I don't know. 
15 years? Dark, dark, dark. Self-care, Jeremy. (laughs) How do you ever attend to your mental health if you're not taking a bubble bath? Didn't you know that's the only way you can? We should be talking about this. I feel like that's... Yeah, we'll discuss But I agree with you, Jer. Um, Okay, we should move on to what you watch him, but is there anything that anyone needs to say before we do? Uh, I'm just going to read two more couples off my list and give no context for them. Yeah. Bat- Batman and Robin, Sam and Frodo. Yes. Well, there's a, too much of a power <laughs> dynamic with Batman and Robin. Because and Robin Sam's is Frodo. also Well, Robin is also his border. So It's I, true. I, I, but he uh-uh. literally calls him Mr. Frodo cuz he's the gardener also. Yeah, yeah, also true. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of complex power dynamics mm-hmm. at play here. Yeah, but Sam is the strong one. So that does, this doesn't matter. Well, yeah. <laughs> we di- we, Sam is the, inter- the one with inner strength. With that, mm-hmm. we will move away from love and into a little <laughs> segment that we call What You Watching. So, boys, What You Watching? Uh, you want to go first, Sean? I'll go first. So, yeah, I Sonia knows this now because she's got an eye on the the platform that I'm watching and she can see what I watch and it's, you know, it's just there. I just got excited. And it's all its glory. So I basically, I'm only watching Golden Girls and Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now. And Buffy uh, is so good. I know it's good. I know it's very highly applauded. But like just watching it again this week, I'm like, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is doing so much work in an episode. Mm-hmm. She like she has so much so many lines, so many like emotional beats to hit. And also she's doing like very complex uh fight choreography for every episode. Yeah. And there's just like a lot of cylinders firing off during these episodes. And they're all so good. And and I just I'm really enjoying it. Nice. I'm at the epi- like I'm that's... at the season where um, where Faith pops oh, in and yes. she really shakes the pot. She really does. I love me some Eliza Dushku. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I should probably watch that show at some point. You time. should. You should. Um, Gold- Golden Girls first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're basically uh, the same show. <laughs> yeah, essentially the same show. Uh, at some point uh, in this past week, I decided to watch something new i can't remember why um i watched all uh, i i watched all three of the matrixes as i believe i had mentioned um it's good it still really holds up we had mentioned doing a show about it when the fourth one comes i think that we should but from that i was like oh i should probably watch something new um so for the first time i'm almost done uh watching russian doll oh uh, and have you guys seen it? I have. I only watched a few episodes. Uh, it's uh, I people have told me it's really good, but I'm surprised at how good it is. Like I was, I'm very shocked. Um, especially from how do how do you say her last name? Natasha Leon. 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 Yeah. Leon. Uh, she is an absolute powerhouse yeah. in this, and like she's kind of a mess, but I believe absolutely everything she's doing. And, like, she can, like, full-on cry in one scene and then, like, be totally neurotic in the next one. And uh, it, she's just such, like, she has such amazing range. In the, like, it's just, blow, I'm just blown away every time. Um, I'm, I might finish tonight. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, I, yeah, I'm excited to be done and worried about what a season two looks like. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, it I'm leaves, enjoying it It leaves it open. Let me say that. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, okay. I also, yeah, Sonia, I don't know if you, you're just having a time, but I found it frustrating the first two episodes because they just, it's like basically a Groundhog's Day, like time loop. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. keeps coming back to the same mirror. And in the first two episodes, it basically happens the whole time. And I was getting a little sick of it, but then it really changes. Sweet birthday and, baby. Why yeah. do I still remember that? <laughs> yeah, that actress, she really was like, okay, I have this line. No problem. <laughs> I have to say it the same way a thousand times. Um, I also decided to watch something new this week. I only got a couple of episodes in, um, but it was recently added to Netflix, I believe. A little show called Superstore. Have either of you guys watched mm. it? Uh, I I watched one episode and I I don't know if I'm gonna watch anymore. Well, that's Ooh. fair. That's fair, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna base that decision entirely on what you say. Uh oh. Well, I really liked it. Uh, the first I, couple episodes. That it I worked saw. out for Broad City. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love America Ferrera. Like I I love her. Um, Ooh. and it stars her and you know some other really great people. Um, Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall is in it as the like really dorky boss, which he is truly perfect for. Um, and it's I uh it's about the staff of this like big. Um, box store a la Walmart basically and the thing that I really kind of appreciated was the class consciousness <laughs> that they infuse in this like light-hearted sitcom um, because kind of right off the bat there are a lot of jokes about sort of like the basically the capitalist alienation that these folks are feeling working at this big box store and like you know jokes about the the like in-store propaganda about minimum wage and you know um america ferrera is like very unfulfilled by her job and so i'm excited to see where that goes um and i really like that interplay of like you know funny and jokey and like obviously you're supposed to really kind of like the all the different quirky characters but then kind of at the heart of that is also this criticism a bit of um these big giant companies and sort of the relationship that people have to those companies. So I'm excited. And also the one of the main actors, Ben Feldman, who plays um, Jonah, who's like the new guy who starts at the store. At first I thought he was the kid who played Phil of the Future on that Family Channel show because I was like, he looks so familiar if anyone watched that uh, show that I think no one watched. Um, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was that. a family channel show in the early 2000s um but it wasn't and i was like what can i what is this guy from and i had to go pretty deep into imdb and it's from he was in a uh hillary duff movie from the early 2000s called the perfect man mm. uh in which i think faith hill plays her mom i could oh. be wrong but um so that's weird but I, it's so weird how when you just have that where you're like who is this person and why do i know them you know you guys <laughs> ever have that it's from the perfect man <laughs> it's from it's from the perfect man um but yeah so jerry uh, i will watch a bit more yeah. and then co- and then report back yeah okay thank you thank Does you that work for you 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, listeners, that is, unfortunately, all the time we have for this week. I would like to give a shout-out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our beloved listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Stay safe and have a great week. Bye. Bye. See ya.